you turn your Bibles this morning to the book of Psalm, book of Psalm, we're going to start in verse, I mean, chapter 91, book of Psalm, chapter 91. For the Lord is a great God, and he has given us instruction in his word that if we would simply follow his instructions, we will not go wrong. We will not get off track if we would simply follow what he tells us. Amen? So we want to look at something this morning that we are protected by his truth. Don't ever forget that. You are protected by his truth. And I, I, I would think that all of us would really understand we need some protection in these last days. We are protected by his truth. So let's go, if you would, to the book of Psalm. And starting uh, at verse 1 of chapter 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. He said, Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. And then he makes this statement. He says, his truth shall be what? Thy shield and buckler. Now, we understand what a shield is and a buckler is. These are, these are, 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 are items that protect us, right? You have a shield and you have the thing that surrounds you, and it is, it's what protects us. He said, my truth shall protect you. Now think about that. How can the truth protect us? And what are we being protected from? His truth protects us, and this is going to sound kind of elementary, his truth protects us from the lie. Amen? His truth protects us from the lie. Because what the lie is going to do and what the lie is doing is causing us to lose our soul. He said, my truth will protect you from the lie. Now, look, let's look at this. Let's, if you will, go to Revelation chapter 12. He, he said, his truth protects us from believing the lie. Revelation chapter 12. And we first want to identify the liar, okay? So then we can say, okay, he's not only protecting us from the lie, he is protecting us from the liar. All right, let's what, what does 12.9 of Revelation say today? He said, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called who? The devil and Satan, which does what? Deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So this devil is the liar, right? This devil takes the lie and has one purpose for lying, which is what? To deceive. So he said he deceived the whole world through his lies, and the only way we will not be deceived by the lie is to be what? Guarded by the truth. Do we make, does it make sense? I know sometimes we kind of like do that. But it has to make sense. If it doesn't make sense, what's the point? If we don't learn, who cares? We can pontificate about all kind of, of, of theological uh, 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 sensations that we have experienced. And, and we got to learn this stuff, man, because this is real. We need protection from the liar because the liar is trying to steal our soul. Go to Genesis and let's see what the lie is. See, he said, my truth shall be your shield and your buckler. 
you have to stay in the truth. You have to know the truth. Because the lie is so real, it looks like truth. Amen? And guess what? If you've never been told the truth, you'll believe anything, won't you? But the lie is the same lie. And let's look, we're, gonna look, we're not going to look at the, the, all of the aspects of this, 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 this one lie, just one today. But let's go to Genesis chapter 3, because this lie is real. When I say real, I mean it is, it is alive today. It's not true, it's just alive today. Genesis chapter 3. Let's look at verse 4. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 4 says, And the serpent said unto the woman, What? Ye shall not surely die. That was the lie. Okay? Now then it, it has little branches that come off of this. But for God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, that your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing what? Good and evil. As if that's something to know. Who wants to know evil? But what happened was, the lie was this. You shall not surely die. Now, we're not just talking about spiritualism. We're not going to get into that aspect today. But we are talking about this, that they, he told Eve there are no consequences. Amen. That's the lie. And that lie has been roaring through the, through the centuries because we believe the same lie today. There are no consequences for not doing what God asked us to do. Just because God doesn't strike you with a lightning bolt when you disobey, we just continue on to do what? Disobey because we decided we don't want the truth. But the lie was there's no consequence. Do you think the world's believing that today? Do you think Christianity is believing that today? Amen. They say, don't worry, God loves you. Is that a lie? No. God does love us, doesn't he? If we are still breathing is proof that God loves us. Amen. But there are consequences to every action. Just because Jesus suffered the consequence that on that lie you told or that sin you, you, you performed didn't mean that that consequence didn't occur. God says there are consequences to your actions. And now he was trying to show that. That's why he put, it had nothing to do with fruit, a tree, or anything else. It was about obeying or disobeying. And there was a consequence to disobey. And he said, I need you to choose me. I'm not going to force you, Eve, to do anything. But I need, want you to choose me. But if you don't choose me, there is a consequence. Do we understand that? Everything we do has a consequence. Every decision we make has a, has a consequence. No matter whether that might be a good or a bad consequence. Amen? When you sat there and, 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 and ate too much sugar one day and, and, you, and you got sick, what was the, con the consequence was there? Too much sugar is, means tummy ache. We were little kids. We used to suffer that all the time, right? You get, you know, nobody's home and, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of candy. And you just go for it. Mom and dad come home, you lying on the floor. That's a consequence to an action. Now, that was a disobedient action, because you know your parents told you what? Man, don't eat all that candy. That's going to make you sick. And you know what? Unfortunately, we still eating the candy, metaphorically, or maybe even literally. We might still be eating the candy, and we still getting sick. But there are consequences. The lie that, that Satan told the world is that there are no consequences to your actions. Believing a lie 
has a devastating effect on not only this life, but what? Your eternal life. Revelation is 21. Let's see what this is. This lie that the truth is going to protect us, because we've got to figure out what this truth is and how it's going to protect us and why it is necessary. Revelation chapter 21. See, the lie will cause you to be one of these uh, 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 individuals that we read about here in Revelation 21.8. And we're going to kind of explain how that is the case. In Revelation 21.8, remember, what we're trying to understand is that we need the truth to protect us from the lie. Because if we start believing the lie, we are going to lose our soul. Revelation 21.8. The Lord says, but the fearful, and what? unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and how many liars? All, All liars shall have their place where? In the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, a lie will make you fearful. If you believe the lie, you'll be fearful. Why are we afraid? We're afraid because something greater than us. We're afraid that most of us are afraid because we won't get what we want. Does that make sense? We feel that God is not going to give us what we want, so we're going to go and believe the lie that says, if you do this, you can have everything that you want. Did he try to do that on, on Jesus? He said, man, I will give you everything your heart's desire. I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world if you just, what, believe the lie. But Christ couldn't believe that lie. The lie he was trying to tell him is that you just bow down and worship me. And Christ said, you should worship God and him only shall you serve. See, Christ believed the truth. Why? He was protected by the truth. As long as he stayed in the truth, as long as he stood behind the truth, the devil could not get him. That is where our position should be today, is standing behind the truth. Let the truth fight the battle. Is that what Jesus did? He came at him and said, if you be the son of man, command these stones to be made bread. He said, truth. Satan had to back up, right? You ever seen a boxing match? You know, Satan got jabbed. He said, okay. So he started dancing around. What was the second one he said? Oh, let's go. Come on. Matthew 4. <laughs> Y'all should be memorizing this thing. Because this is my life every day. <laughs> He's coming at me like this every day, especially now that we are eating a little weird. Let's, let's go to Matthew chapter 4. He said what? Verse, let's go verse 8. And again the devil, taking them up an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of the... Oh, so that's, that's number 3. Let's go 2. Now verse 5 says, And the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and he setteth him on the pinnacle of the temple. Now, the average guy would be a little shaken up by this. If somebody picked you up and took you to the pinnacle of the temple, that would kind of throw your, throw your game off a little bit, wouldn't it? Because you'd be sitting there, I'm going to fall. <laughs> but Satan put, took him up there, and what did he do? And saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they what? They shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. He said, Psalms 91.11, he, he tried to 
tried to hit him with some words. But what did, he, what did Jesus say? Truth. What was the truth? Jesus said unto him, it is written again, thou shalt what? Not tempt the Lord thy God. See, as long as Jesus stood behind the truth, he was protected. The lie couldn't do anything with it. What happens if he would have believed the lie on any of these? Well, we wouldn't be here. But it would have been a different story, wouldn't it? He would have lost that connection. And that's what, what happens to us. The difference between Jesus and us is he never lost the connection because he believed the truth and he let the truth fight. Every time somebody said something to him, he, truth. He didn't believe the lie. We have to understand that God's word is the only truth that we have. And it's the truth that's going to keep us from believing the lie and the consequences of the lie. Because to be fearful is believing a lie. To be unbelieving is uh, 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 to, to uh, uh, believe the lie. Being murderers, whoremongers, sorcerers, idolaters, liars. Why do you lie in the first place? Because you believe a lie. Liars believe that lying is going to keep them from facing a consequence. Amen? Why do you lie? I don't know. I just do. You lie because you don't want to suffer the consequence. You're, you're hiding from something. I don't want to get in trouble. That's how it was when we were little, right? Why did you lie to your parents? Because you did not want to catch the wrath of pops or moms, right? So why do we lie now? Sometimes we lie because we want people to, to look at us differently. You know, like, well, oh, yes, I, I, I'm somebody, you know, or, you know, everything. <laughs> Some people are just walking lies. But, but when, when you want somebody to have a, a certain perception of you, so you will lie to try to build up that perception. Amen? Amen? Now, because you're still afraid that if you don't have, they don't have that perception of you, then what? They don't think much of you. So you'll lie. What's a good lie that, that, that people do that? Let's, let's take something very simple. Uh, what's that? <laughs> Ain't no good lies. Amen. <laughs> what's a, what's, a, what's, a, what's a, a, a lie we can all relate to? Uh, <laughs> let, let, let we, why do we spend, I don't know. I love you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, y'all have gotten a little, see, turn the heat off. That's what's wrong with y'all. <laughs> but, but let's say, let's, let's say, uh, uh, you go out and buy you a uh, $900 suit. Okay, guys, you go out and buy a $900 suit. You got $901 in the bank. <laughs> but you want everybody to think you're a $900 suit kind of guy. Yeah. Right? That's the perception you want to give. So that suit is a lie because that suit is saying you can afford me. <laughs> Amen? But you can't. And the only reason you wear it because the people you admire or the people you think that are somebody are wearing these things, and most of the people you know are in the same position you are. And when y'all go down to the bankruptcy court, you're going to see a lot of people you know. <laughs> Man, I thought you had it going on. I thought you had it going on. Yeah, you're going to tell another lie. Well, see, I'm just down here, you know, because, uh, you know, I had a health care crisis. <laughs> now, so... This lie, that's why people lie. But God said all liars will find their place in the lake. If you believe the lie, you'll turn out to be a liar. If you believe the lie, 
you'll turn out and be afraid. You'll be an idolater. You'll do all these things because you believe the lie that, uh, that, that Satan told Eve that there are no consequences. And look, I want you to understand something too. A lie isn't just all thorns and thistles. See, if we saw a raggedy lie or a, a lie that was not attractive, we would tend to not to believe it, right? What happens if the lie sounds good? Now, the reason the lie sounds good is because you don't know the truth. If you know the truth, nobody can lie to you. You believe that? The devil can't hit you with a lie if you know the truth. And if you're hiding behind the truth, and who is the way and the truth and the life? But Jesus. Jesus didn't believe the lie. Jesus knew it was a lie when it came out of his mouth. We ought to be in the same position or condition that Jesus was in. We ought to hear the lie. You ever notice people lie to you and you just know they're lying? When Satan starts lying to you, you know he's lying when you know the truth. We get that? All right, let's go to Ephesians. Don't be swayed by words that sound good because he, is the, he was most, what, subtle? He's smooth. The liar is smooth. You ever seen a bad liar? You don't spend much time with him because you know, it's not even fun. You know he's lying. But a smooth liar, oh, he can make you, oh, yeah. Uh-huh, he'll make you believe anything. I see uh, uh, some young sisters, young women, I should say. They believe bad lies. You know, that if I have his child, he'll love me. You know, that's a bad lie to believe in. We, we, we studied about that in what? In foundations class, Isaiah, remember? We talked about Leah's issue. They're going around, and if I have his, Leah tried to do that several times. Oh, he'll love me now. He'll love me now. Third time, he'll love me now. She believed the lie. He wasn't going to love her. He was tricked to marry you. Why were he going to love you? Now, same reason with, with, with guys. Uh, guys, uh, women will tell a, a lie to you, whatever that smooth lie is you, that you want to believe because you don't know the truth, you'll believe it. And what's the consequences of believing a lie? Eternal death. Ephesians chapter 5. Let's read verse 6. Remember, don't be persuaded. Don't be swayed by the words that sound good. In the sixth verse of Ephesians 5, let no man deceive you with what? Vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. See, that's the truth. You follow vain words, here comes what? The wrath of God. That's the truth. Why? Because God wrote it and God said it. Amen? So, if anybody tells you, Sister Morgan, that, that, that you can believe vain words, what should you say? Boom! Truth! <laughs> Hit them with Ephesians 5, 6. And you see, then the devil can't win that battle. He can't sway you on it because you already know the truth. What is our problem? We don't really know the truth. Now, here's a, here's a great example, Matthew chapter 2. A wonderful example that if people who are searching for the truth will be protected by God. When God gives you the truth, he'll, he'll drop it on you, and if you believe it, you'll move according to what he said as opposed to what the smooth lie said. Now let's look at Matthew chapter 2. Anybody ever heard of a guy named Herod? Herod was talking to the, the, the wise men, okay? Let's go to Matthew chapter 2 and start at verse 7. We're going to read verses 7 and 8, and then we're going to read verse 12. Matthew chapter 2, verse 7 says, Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. Okay? Herod's being smooth. 
Let's see how, he, how smooth he is. And, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may what? Come and worship him also. It was a lie, right? But it was smooth. Because that's the case. Hey, man, I'm glad you found this prophecy. Man, I am so wonderful. I, I, I want to see the king. Now, what happened? Let's go to verse 12. <laughs> and being warned in, of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Why? They heard the truth from God. And it, what did God do? He said, don't go that way. He said, go that way. And they believed the truth, and the truth shielded them. They could have got caught in a mess. It could have been terrible. You know Herod would have killed them and everybody else. Because we know the rest of the history. After they, Herod found out that they listened to the truth, and they didn't believe his lie, what did he do? He got mad, and he slaughtered every two-year-old male. But before he did that, guess what? Joseph believed the truth. Because God said, y'all need to take your people to Egypt now because something's about to go down. Don't believe the lie. In this country, we better stop believing the lie. One big lie. There. I think they had some debates this week, didn't they? Oh, yeah. There is no truth in any of that. There's no truth in the station that you're watching it on. It is the biggest deception. There is something major going on. For you to have to be entertained by this clown, there's something major going on. Just be aware of that. Don't believe the lie. Don't be worried. Matter of fact, one of the guys are here today. Surprise y'all not at the, at the rally. Hey, here, go, go. I'm not going to mention his name. It's one of them. <laughs> but let me tell you something. All of that is a lie. Please understand that. For those who are listening for the first time, you do not choose a president. Okay? You choose from a group that they want you to choose from. Just remember that. You didn't go out and say, I'm going, man, I want to choose that guy. You didn't even know who that guy was until they put him where they put, put him where you could see him, or her in this instance, and say, you can choose that person that we chose or that person that we chose. Who wins? The person who did the original choosing. Realize that's what politics is, okay? I know that upsets you because we just had, uh, what's his name? But that's, the truth will keep you from being mad at the television when the debate is just going off the rails. You can you can't vote that guy in. He's crazy. If you're wasting your time with that emotion, you believe a lie. Whoever they decided, they, they, they let him die. <laughs> Jesus didn't go to a debate. He very rarely said anything about anything that had to do with them. He said, let them be them. He mentioned something about, he said, man, you know, whose image is on that coin? Caesar. Well, hey, give Caesar what Caesar supposed to have. But what? Give God what he's supposed to have. Amen? So the lie will keep you entertained long enough so they can go ahead and, and nail the coffin shut. So don't, don't be upset. Don't let that upset you. I know, it's, it, you know, for people who are a little older, we say, I, we can't believe this is the choice. 
is America that uh, bad off? <laughs> that that would be the choice? And if people are jumping up and down around and really acting like this is real, well, much knowledge is much sorrow. And when you look and you see things like that, you say, Lord, help us. Help us. So, don't believe that lie. Okay, that was an aside. Don't believe that lie. We okay with that? I know you can go out and vote and vote for, you know, Jay-Z or whoever, whoever they're going to put up there. But know that you did not choose a president. You didn't choose a governor. You didn't choose a mayor. You probably didn't even choose your city councilman. But you vote for people who they want you to vote for. Isn't that sad? So we can be through with politics, right? Okay, okay, all right. So now... Once you hear the truth, don't be talked out of it. Amen. Amen? Amen? See, first he said, don't be fooled by smooth words. He said, don't believe the lie. Let the truth uh, protect you. But don't, once you hear the truth, don't be talked out of it. Go to 1 Kings. Don't be talked out of it either. Because we act as a people as if God gave us a truth and the devil just quit. Oh, well, they got the truth. There ain't no sense of bothering them. He came at Jesus over and over and over again. Don't you think he's going to try to wipe the floor with us? Amen. Jesus told Peter, he said, Peter, the devil wishes to sift you like weak. <laughs> he said, but I prayed for you. Why? Because the truth prayed for us. The truth is fighting the battle. If we would simply believe the truth and stand with the truth and stop believing the lie. One great lie is you'll be like gods. How do we like gods? We set our own rules. We talked about that this morning Sabbath school. You know, we set our own rules for Christianity and what, what Christianity really is. It's what I feel Christianity is. We just became the deity. And that's what the lie that Satan told Eve. He said, you'll be like gods. You'll be so stupid you think you, you can set that. Is that not the case? How many of us have disagreements about how we should keep the Sabbath? Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. If you, if you polled this room and polled the phone, there'd be very different reasons on how, because that's what we want to, we, we think this is how we do it, because you know why we do it this way? Help us, Lord. But once you hear the truth, don't get talked out of it. We're in 1 Kings? 1 Kings chapter 13. 1 Kings chapter 13. We go to 1 Kings 13, and let's, if we would, start at verse 7. 1 Kings 13, and we're going to start at verse 7. And for those who don't understand, I mean, who haven't read this before, God sent this prophet on a mission. And he gave him specific instructions about the mission. And when the mission was over, he gave him specific instructions on what to do next. Okay? Doesn't that sound like the truth? Okay, well, let's want to go down to verse 7. First Kings 13, verse 7 says, And the king said unto the man of God, Come home with me and refresh thyself, and I will give thee a reward. See, he helped the king. God has sent him to help this king. And, and, and the prophet was given instructions, and verse 8 says, And the man of God said unto the king, If thou wilt give me half thine house, I will not go in with thee, neither will I eat bread nor drink water in this place, for so was it charged me by the word of the Lord, saying, Eat no bread, nor drink water, nor turn again by the same way that thou camest. 
So he went another way and returned not by the way that he came to Bethel. Why? Because God had given him instructions. After you, you, you do what I ask you to do with this guy, I don't need you to go back to where you just came from. I need you to go another way. Don't eat any bread. And what else did he say? No bread or water. Well, go back in the way you came. He knew that. That was the truth, right? Because God told him. So anything that God tells us is the truth. Now, let's skip on down to 15. He met an old prophet. That's what the, the, the book calls him. Verse 15 says, Then he said, he, came, he said unto him, Come home with me and eat bread. This was another uh, man of God, right? And, uh, you know, it looked like a, a perceived man of God. He, he said, Come home with me and eat bread. Verse 16 said, And he said, I may, may not return with thee, nor go in with thee, neither will I eat bread nor drink water with thee in this place. For it was said to me by what? The word of the Lord, thou shalt eat no bread, nor drink water there, nor turn again to go by the way that thou camest. Once you know the truth, hang with it. Stay with the truth. This man had two opportunities to stay with the truth. The first he passed. He told the king, he said, no, I can't eat. You gave me half your house, I can't. But now he's, he, 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 he's put in a position that... The smooth devil will put you in a position to drop your guard. Let's see what happened. Verse 18. He said unto him, I'm a prophet also. Okay? Because he knew the other guy wasn't no good, so he didn't believe nothing he said. But oh, he perceived, oh, he's a prophet also. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a brother in the church. I'm a church sister. And look what he said. He said unto him, I am a prophet also, as thou art. And a what? An angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with thee into thine house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he what? He lied unto him. Just because someone says they're a prophet, just because someone says they're holy, just because someone says I'm a church member, just because someone says I follow the rules, doesn't mean it trumps the truth. Stay with what God said. 19 says, so he went back with him and he did eat bread in his house and drank water. The rest of the story goes like this, dead. (laughs) (laughs) Lying got to him because he didn't stay with the truth. Don't be talked out of the truth. Especially, this guy was convicted on it for just a little while. How How do we do that? We get convicted on certain things, don't we? The truth comes to us and, man, hits us right there. And we say, Lord, praise him. Thank you for the truth. I'm going to do this now. I'm going to walk this way for two weeks. Oh, we get talked out of the truth. Did the truth change? We did. We started to believe the self-serving lie that we believed before the truth came in. You got to cut that out if we're going to be this reformed people, this revived people, we've got to have some stick to the truth. God didn't say it'd be easy. He didn't say it'd be quick. Most things take a lifetime. And that's what salvation's about. It's a lifetime. I know we get tired. I know we get, we get weary, especially when we don't see the results we thought we would see. But the truth is still the truth. Don't get talked out of the truth. It might take years for the, for the truth to give you what you think you were going to have by following it. Hang in there. 
it's really okay. Because all that time you needed, all that time I needed to get to where I needed to be. And it is not, God is not a vending machine. God doesn't have a magic hat. His way, his truth is always right. So we just stay with it as long as we have to stay with it. We stay, stay with the truth as long as Jesus is alive. How about that? And how long is that? It? From everlasting to everlasting. Stay with the truth. Amen? Let's go to Ezekiel if you would. The problem now lies in how come we don't know the truth? Go to Ezekiel if you would. Ezekiel 44. God was sharing with Israel some things. He wanted a group of people. He wanted to assign people to do one thing. Because if they would have done their job and stuck with their job, then the people would know the truth. But in Ezekiel 44, we would go to verse 23. Ezekiel 44 in verse 23. Ezekiel 44 in verse 23. And they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the what? Profane. Profane. And cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. Who are these people? God says, my priests, my ministers, my pastors are supposed to teach the people the difference between the clean and the unclean. So why don't people know the truth? Somebody dropped a ball. Somebody believed a lie. And as Christians go, the churches have dropped the ball. No one has stood for the truth. Laodicea took over, and we're just the milquetoast, weakest people on the face of the earth. We won't stand for nothing. We were sharing this morning. Did you know that the, those people who worship Lucifer are not Laodiceans? They do that job, don't they? They believe in all of it, whatever it takes. And they, they got pain to go through. They got no love to go through. See, God asked us to believe, but we won't. And the church has decided that they're not going to teach. The ministers decided they're not going to tell the people between the holy and the profane because they want to be liked. Aaron had that issue. Aaron liked, wanted to be liked by the people. He knew that calf was profane, didn't he? They just left the profane country called Egypt, and that's what they did. But he said, well, you know, I just want to keep the, the, the coffers full. I want to keep the, the seats full. You know, we, 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 we got to do that. So we, you know, we're not going to really tell you the difference between the clean and the unclean because the people don't want to be clean. And if you start talking about clean and unclean and profane and, 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 and clean, they're going to say, man, I, I'm going somewhere where they don't talk about that. I'm going somewhere where, 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 where you know, they understand that we're just here to be entertained. We just here so you can fill us with some joy and so we can go out and, and enjoy lunch and we can, we can talk about how, how wonderful the sermon was and how wonderful uh, the, 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 the music was. He said, I'm not really interested in knowing the difference between the clean and unclean because I'm not going to make any changes in my life. There's a, there's a guy I see every Sunday and he said, Pastor Shaw, they ain't voted you out yet. <laughs> 
He said, you need to learn how to preach to the board, man, and stop preaching the truth. You don't understand what the people come to church for. We had a nice long conversation last Sunday. He was telling me about him and why he does the things that he does. He said, but you don't need to play with God. He said, if you say you with God, you need to be with God. And he said, the stuff you talk about, because he, he gets our CDs. Stuff you talk about, man, people don't want to hear that. Why? Because it tells people between the clean and the unclean. But what else are we supposed to do? Because if you believe the lie because we didn't tell you what the lie was, or you believe the lie because we didn't tell you what the truth was, whose blood is on whose hands? Go to Psalms, if you would. Book of Psalms, chapter 12. So as long as God has us, we will follow his truth, which says, show the people the difference between the holy and the profane. And who's, then whose decision is it there? It's the people's. What you do with it is up to you and the Lord. But for me to sit here and say, well, I know that's going to be hard. Man, you know, they already don't want to come. And, and you know, you know. Then I don't need to be here, do I? I need to go ahead and, you know, do something else. So we're going to do this by God's grace. Until he tells me that it's okay not to say anything about anything. I can tell you, I, I can write. And I, I can write some great, oh, man, you would, you would be, oh, that's just so beautiful. This sermon was so wonderful. Oh, I feel so good. My tears are running down my eyes. We could do that. And you say, oh, you need to come to my church. He is so eloquent. He can speak, so, he's so wonderful. See, the stuff that you don't say now. Mm -mm. You say, man, I would take the church, but man, my pastor is, man, I don't know what he's going to say. Yeah, you do. You can tell him this. He's going to tell you the difference between the holy and the profane. If you want to hear that, come on. If not, stay at Mount Bayou, Mississippi Baptist on the corner rock church or something. Go to Psalm 12. We need help. Psalm chapter 12, verse 1 says, Help, Lord. Isn't that a good place to start? Help, Lord, for the godly man ceases. For the faithful, what? Fail from among the children of men. This is the problem. Nobody's standing for the truth. See, we found out that we need to be protected by the truth. And we all said amen, right? And we found out who the liar was. We need to be protected from him. We said amen, right? We said that if you believe a lie, you're going to end up dead. And we believe that. And we said, man, the lie has consequences. And we believe that. Now we're finding out why we don't know the truth. And we found out it's the church's fault. And it's the minister's fault. He said, the faithful fail from among the children of men. They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor, with flattering lips. And with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Beware of that. That's another tactic of the liar. He's a flatterer. Isn't it easy to, 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 to believe somebody who's giving you compliments? Ooh, who you just look wonderful today. You always look good. Man, I love the way you talk. I love that word you be sharing. Man, you just, I just need to sit with you. And this is what happens to your guard. 
it starts to go down. Oh, well, yeah, I guess I am mad at her. And so the devil said, I can wait. The devil's very patient. And so let me just keep, fl- I'll wait. He'll put you on a 10-year plan, and you won't even know you're in it. Mm-hmm. He'll just be like, yeah, I'm going to drop that on him, drop that on him, drop that on him. And then by the end, you say, oh, well, you know, you've been my friend so many years. I think I need to listen to your advice. Gotcha. <laughs> because they started out flattering you. Now, I'm not saying, please, encourage one another. We ain't got to go around talking about, you ain't no good. <laughs> encourage one another. You know, help another one. Say, yeah, the Lord is blessed. That's, that's, that's just fantastic. And be, and, and be happy for people when things go well. And, and, and that's, that's, that's good. But to sit there and do vain compliments all the time because you up to something? It's called brown nosing at the job. Yeah, yes, sir. How you doing, sir? Yes, sir. I see you today, sir. Y'all have jobs like that, right? Supervisor come in, what do y'all do? Morning, morning. morning sir. And then you walk by, I can't stand it. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you think what? You think that's going to give you some points with the boss. Some of y'all just don't even do that. That's why you don't have a job. <clears throat> I ain't going to stand up. I was reading my paper before you got here. I'm going to read my paper now. <laughs> but watch that lie technique. Encourage. You don't have to flatter. And man, brother, stop flattering these women. Ooh, mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you, I, I learned this lesson from my, from my dear wife. I really didn't know lemon, women were like this. I just thought men were terrible. <laughs> but you can't do that. I, 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 I put it like this. I went to, I'll tell you this story. I went to lunch with Brother Isaiah. We were at Moe's, right? It's about a month, month ago. Man, we were just, we are similar because we make people feel good about themselves. That's what we do. And so, we wasn't paying attention. I had, of course, I have my, my wife uh, experience in my ear telling me, you know, if you say that, they're going to think that. And I, don't, and I know you don't want them to know. I don't want them to think that at all. So I watched my brother, and it was so funny. I hadn't got a chance to talk to him about it because it was funny to me. He didn't do anything wrong. He was just being him. And he was talking to this young lady because she was a young lady that waited on him. And he, you know, then eventually she got on break, and she was sitting behind us. And so when we left, of course Isaiah said something to her. Just, you know, well, you know, you know, he wasn't hitting on this woman at all. He said, he said nothing leading to that, but boy, that lady started, <laughs> she started glowing. Because bro, this brother here, you know, he was just, hey, you know, that's, that's, he wasn't trying to hit on this woman. Because the type of woman wasn't his type of woman. He was just being that. So brothers, we have to be very careful about that because we don't want to mislead anybody, do we? Sisters, I, I guess you all do the same thing. I don't know. Like I said, I've never been a woman. I don't know how you operate. But we got to be careful about that too. Encourage. But you ain't got to roll up on folks. There used to be etiquette, Sister Jerry. You know, there used to be a time where you really couldn't come but so close to the opposite sex. I mean, for real. I mean, but you knew that because you were taught that. Nowadays, oh, y'all up on each other. Like, give me some personal space. Get off me. 
But that's another thing. We have to worry about that lie. That lie that comes through flattery and attention, be very prayerful about that. Let the truth stand where you are. We need to help, we, get, we, we need help to know the truth. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. We're going to get out of here. We were trying to keep these things less than an hour. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So we okay, we see that that avenue of lies is flattery. And, 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 and some people are flattered because they really are up to something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, anything that appeals to your self-vanity, your, your, your self-God-like uh, creature that you want to be, you go with it. You go with it. First Corinthians chapter 2, we need help to know the truth. Where do you think we're going to get help to know the truth? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's go to verse 12 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we're going to start at verse 12. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. How do we know the truth? Through his spirit. What does the book say? We may, not, we may know the things that are freely given to us of God through his spirit, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which what? The Holy Ghost teacheth. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are what? Spiritually discerned. So if the truth is the Spirit, who's teaching us? The Holy Ghost. Without the Holy Ghost, you, you don't know the truth. I don't care how many books you got. You don't know the truth if you don't have his spirit. So we have to be connected with that spirit so he may teach us the truth, so we may stand behind the truth, so we may be that truth may be that shield and that buckle it promised it would be. Help us, Lord. We see the truth. Do we, have we read the truth? Do we understand how the truth works? Do we understand how we get connected to the truth? How we stay connected to the truth? Don't believe the lie. There should be nothing higher on your priority list than the truth. Not your truth, not my truth, but God's truth. Amen? Amen. Amen. Proverbs 30. Remember this. Proverbs 30. Help us, Lord. Are we getting this? Yeah. Are we going to apply this? Yeah. The truth. That's what's so dangerous about living in the age of information. It's a whole lot of data out here. Now, if you're going to be a Christian, if you're going to be a Bible-believing Christian, because there's a lot of subsets of Christianity, a Bible-believing Christian believes the Bible. Don't be ashamed of that. You might be next to your mother, your cousin, your brother, who is a Christian also, but don't believe like you believe. Don't, don't compromise. I'm a Christian too. I got the Bible too. And, and, and I don't know about this old Sabbath thing y'all talk about. I said, that's okay. You go ahead and do your thing. But this is my God. He told me this is the truth. I'm going with it. I'm not mad at you because you're not. Sometimes I get sad because I don't want you to lose. Amen? I want you to be a winner with me. But I'm not going to be mad at you. 
I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to debate you. I'm not going to sit here and try to have a, a, a battle roar with the Bible. You ever been in one of those? The Bible says, I say this. Well, hold on. I say this. Why don't you just be quiet and let God talk? Remember this in, so in Proverbs 30, starting at verse 5. Read together with me the first two words. Every word. See, see, look at you. Look, look. Sister Shemel, I asked two words. And they read, they down the street somewhere talking about, you know, Pluto. Let's try it again. We can try this again. People on the, on the line, let's try this again. First two words. Every word. There you go. Every word of God is pure. He is a what? Shield unto them that put their what? Trust in him. Here we go. It's all coming together now. We see how the truth is the word, and the word is the shield, and our connection is the trust. We got to trust him. Amen? Add thou not unto his words, Least he reprove thee, and then guess what happens? You'll be found to be Satan. Oh, I'm sorry. You'd be a liar. If your dad is a liar, and they say, you are the father of it, and he say that? Jesus is talking about it. You just say your father, the devil, and the works of your father, you'll do. He was a liar, a murderer from the beginning. He's a liar, and the truth ain't in him, and you must be his child because you start doing the things of your father. Help us, Lord. One last scripture, hang in there, one last scripture. Let's go to Genesis 15. Let me show you what standing behind the truth will get you. Outside, even more than keeping you from being deceived and going down a wrong path, which is good enough. If that's all the truth did, that'd be enough, wouldn't it? that I wouldn't have to bump my head anymore, that I wouldn't have to go down the road and, and have to uh, retrace my steps every five days because I listened to a lie. He said, I got something else I got for you. If you follow my truth, if you trust me, if you let the truth dictate your life. He said in verse 1 of Genesis chapter 15, the Lord says, After these things the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield. And what? Thy exceeding great reward. There's a reward in this. That's what we don't have to be. See, the devil has told us that God is not into rewarding. God's not into helping. Only his system works. He'll say, Brother Shaw, don't you see my system works? Didn't you drive by all these big giant churches? Didn't you see this? Didn't you, when you came home Wednesday night, didn't you see that there was more people at the Wednesday night Bible study than you got on Saturday? Well, these little conversations the enemy has in my head. He said, look at this. Look, look, look at all them people there. Look at, uh, uh, look at the, the Mercedes and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the Jaguars and the Lexus. Look at all of them. Don't you know my system works? Why don't you come on over here? And then he'll send an agent. See, so y'all didn't realize this. About two years ago, an agent came. Mm -hmm. Man talked to me after church. He said, man, this is what we're going to do. Mm. I can fill this place with what you're talking about. Mm. He said, we might have to get a bigger place because we know what you're talking about. Man, I can get you where you need to go. And it took everything in me not to say, get thee hence, Satan. Mm. 
Because I, I, I mean, it was almost, I saw horns. I'm like, wow, that was kind of bold move. I mean, wow, okay. <laughs> I said, no, I'm saying you got to come another way. Because I saw that one coming. You know, I might be blind, but I saw that one coming. So look, he said, I'm going to reward my people. He rewarded Abraham for his faithfulness. He rewarded Abraham because he trusted him. He rewarded, he, he, and this is when he was Abram. This is before the character was changed. He said, I'll be your what? He said, I, I'll be your great, exceeding great reward. So let's just do this. Let the truth be your shield and your buckler. Let the truth guide you. Let it keep you from being deceived, even when you deceive yourself. You know how we deceive ourselves? We'll have an idea. Even though the truth said, don't do it. You ever done that? You ever uh, had an idea, and you said, you know what? I know the Lord said I need to seek counsel. And so, Brother Jay, what you do? You, you go get some counsel. And you get some truth counsel. person open the Bible and tell you the truth. That's the truth. Man, but I sure want to do this. Man. You know, and then you start rationalizing that, you know, God, I think this is godly. Even though the truth just told you it what? The truth told you, you might want to back up on that one. But what happened? The lie was stronger than the truth in your heart. We believed ourselves. We believed in what we wanted to do. Anybody ever been there before? Well, this is the holiest church I know of. <laughs> oh, no, no. Praise him. I'm, by, I'm past that one. <laughs> I have counseling sessions with people all over this country. Every last one of them is because of that. And the counseling sessions I have with the Lord every morning about me, same thing. Yeah, Lord, but I thought, you know, I told you to stop thinking. My truth is what I need you to follow. What do you think prayer? My prayers are about a whole lot about that. First of all, Lord, again, sorry. <laughs> I believe the lie again. And that's the first part. Second part is you all. Third part, we get around to it if we don't pass out. Uh, Okay, Lord, help me again, I'm stupid. Yeah. But God says, if you just follow his truth, we'll be okay. He said, I'm in your exceeding great reward. Anybody need an exceeding great reward this morning? Yeah. Yeah. Where do we get it from? His truth. His spirit will teach us his truth if we allow it. And when we're tempted to go our way, which is whose way? The enemy's way. Fall on your knees. Cry out, call his name and say, Lord, help me. Because I'm a victim. I'm going to be a victim once again of a lie. Every time I go against your truth, it's a mess and it takes so long to get out of this mess. I'm tired of getting out of messes. Anybody been there? I know I have. I'm tired of this. Lord, I keep going back doing the same thing every time expecting a different result. Help me. We're going to make it, people. I want to encourage you all this morning. All of us are like this, aren't we? Oh, yeah. 
But if we all follow the truth, do you think Sister Lynn could help us follow the truth? You know how she can? By following the truth. Amen. If she follows the truth, we might look up and say, man, you know, if Lynn follows the truth, we need to be on our game because I know what Lynn been through Amen. and she chose the truth. So let's go. And Lynn will be over there, come on, let's go, let's go through the truth. Yeah. You know how she is, she's a cheerleader. <laughs> Lynn is the happy cheerleader. And if she wants to follow the truth, she can help a lot of people find the truth. Yeah. All of us have our role, don't we? Thank God that I, I'm the only one with the role in here to, you know, to make everybody mad. The rest of us need to be making everybody happy. Amen. So let's come together. Let the truth be our shield. Let it be our buckler. We find the truth where? In his word. In his word. Who teaches us the truth? The Holy Who's a liar? When we find the truth, should we stay with it? Should we be talked out of the truth? What happens if they flatter us? Liars. Hit them with the truth. All right, let's have a, let's have a word of prayer. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to tune us in today. We pray that you've been blessed by the word. If you would like more of these sermons, please check us out on our YouTube page, download our podcast, and like and share us on Facebook and Twitter. May God bless you today and forevermore.